Hey, what's going on, qualifiers, listeners, guys and gals? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Unqualified News. This is M. Mauricio. I'm your host. And this episode number 52. And uh, here, uh, I bring you guys a couple just very mixed, a mixed batch of stories. Uh, we got, you know, Phil Baroni, an ex-MMA uh, fighter. Um, well, he's still an MMA fighter, but he's in jail probably for life in Mexico for killing his girlfriend uh, in Mexico. Uh, fucking horrible. I, I grew up uh, watching this motherfucker fight and uh, it's, a, it's a fucking tough story. Then I have another story from USAIDUSAID.com. It's just basically a press release talking about, you know, us giving $13 billion to Ukraine to help them fight the Russians. Um, uh, it's fucking eye-opening it's uh it's clear just uh we're so helpful you know what i'm saying we're so helpful when it comes to other countries but when it comes to our own uh we don't have money and then also china china is uh trying to get to the moon you better watch out before we know it china will be uh populating the moon and uh we'll be calling them aliens you know what i mean but uh yeah china's trying to get to the moon and thanks in advance for the listen, qualifiers. And just real quick, a couple seconds uh, from our main sponsor, okay? Phil Baroni accused of inflicting at least 37 injuries on girlfriend. This one is from AsianMMA.com. More details are starting to emerge about the case against Phil Baroni, the Pride FC veteran is in prison in Mexico, where he has been charged with aggravated femicide after allegedly killing his girlfriend in a hotel room. He has been remanded in the Venustiano Carranza prison in Tepic. A news report four years ago named it the worst state prison in all of Mexico. Multiple injuries. The trials expected to begin in the next six months. According to ESPN, the prosecutor claims that Baroni verbally and then physically assaulted the woman, causing at least 37 injuries that resulted in her death. Baroni was living in San Francisco at the time. He announced his retirement in 2019, but did compete in a boxing match in the nearby town of Puerto Vallarta a year ago, winning by first round stoppage. That looks like it will be the last sanctioned fight of the 45-year-old's career. Mexico has introduced tougher sentencing for men who kill women and reports suggest he could be facing a sentence of at least 30 years if he is convicted of aggravated femicide. Fall from Grace It is a remarkable fall from grace for the New York badass. During a peak of his MMA career, he fought for Pride, Strikeforce, and the UFC, facing the likes of Frank Shamrock, Yuki Kondo, Ikuhisa Minowa, and Rio Chonan, but Baroni's career ended in ignominy as he lost 9 out of his last 12 fights. He also courted controversy with the support of fellow UFC veteran War Machine, a convicted rapist who is currently serving a life sentence after subjecting an ex-girlfriend to a horrific attack. Baroni was released by Bellator after a public show of support for War Machine. He even went as far as to attend the courtroom in solidarity with a mixed martial artist who was eventually convicted of a long list of charges that included three counts of rape, sexual assault, 
and kidnapping. Baroni spent much of his career competing in Asia where he fought for Pride, Dream, One Championship and Rebel FC. But the 45-year-old's immediate future is in a Mexican prison and if found guilty of aggravated femicide, he could be there for a long time. And there you have it, qualifiers. That's from AsianMMA.com. And that's a story that's still, there, there's, you know, six months from now, he'll be most likely convicted of murder. It's, uh, it's, it's just a horrible, horrible outcome, obviously, uh, for both parties. And, uh, I mean, you have to, you have to take into consideration all the head trauma that this guy's been taking throughout his whole life, you know? And it's not, you know, it's not to say that, oh, then it's okay because, you know, that's okay that he killed his girlfriend for that reason. That's not, that's not even near what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is that there is head trauma and head trauma does, does tend to fuck your shit up, you know? It's just a, it's a horrible outcome. And uh, I just remember you know, growing up, uh, watching this guy fight, you know, watching a lot of these guys fights. Uh, and I remember him, the New York badass, Phil Baroni, and he, he was just out there. He was a crazy motherfucker. And uh, it's just sad. It's just sad, the outcome, you know. The United States contributes $4.5 billion to support the government of Ukraine. This one is from USAID.gov. USAID.gov. Press release. The United States, through the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, and in coordination with the U.S. Department of the Treasury and the Department of State, is providing an additional $4.5 billion in direct budgetary support to the government of Ukraine. The funding which will help alleviate the acute budget deficit caused by Putin's brutal war of aggression was made possible with generous bipartisan support from Congress. The government of Ukraine will receive the funding in two tranches before the end of 2022. These funds, provided by the United States through the World Bank, allow the government of Ukraine to withstand the immense economic, social, and political pressures from Russia's aggression in Ukraine. This assistance keeps basic government services like hospitals, schools, and utilities running, and it sustains support for emergency responders and firefighters that save the lives of Ukrainian citizens every day. The budget assistance maintains support to Ukrainians further pushed into poverty since the start of the war, including low-income individuals, seniors, children with disabilities, and internally displaced persons. It will also provide new housing and utility subsidies over the winter season in response to Putin's brutal assault on Ukraine's electricity and heating infrastructure. Once these additional funds are fully dispersed, the U.S. government will have provided $13 billion in direct budgetary support to the government of Ukraine. Robust safeguards put in place by the World Bank, coupled with USAID-funded expert third-party monitoring support embedded with the Ukrainian government ensure accountability and transparency in the use of these funds. Since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, USAID 
has been coordinating with humanitarian partners in the country and region to provide Ukrainians with life-saving humanitarian assistance, while also ramping up critical development assistance to respond to cyber attacks and threats to the energy sector, countering disinformation, supporting small businesses and the agriculture sector, documenting human rights violations, meeting essential health needs, and bolstering the continuing functioning of local, regional, and national government entities. The United States remains committed to supporting Ukraine and its people in the wake of the Kremlin's unprovoked, unjustified war. And there you have it, guys and gals, qualifiers, listeners. That is from our government, USA. That's uh, who you guys should be paying taxes to pretty soon, right? Everybody received their W-2s. Go ahead and pay those taxes. Because uh, Ukraine might need more money. Man, I don't know where to, where to start with this. Um, as, I'm, as I'm reading this, so, so this assistance is for hospitals, schools, to keep utilities running. There was another thing here. What did they say? E uh, to, to withstand economic, social, and political pressures. This is what all this money's for. Imagine all this money, $13 billion. You know, just give us a little bit of that. You know, give it, give it to Chicago, give it to the poor, give it to, to Skid Row. Though, though there's, there's a lot of uh, economic pressures and social pressures here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just don't understand where we claim to be so fucking broke, and all of a sudden, you know, a war pops off, and boom, here you go, thirteen billies. That, you know what I'm saying? Like this is happening. This is happening live. Like this is happening. And bullshit, bullshit that that money's going to where it's supposed to be going. Bullshit. That's that's fucking trash. That's come on. You can't a hundred percent just sit there blindly and say, yeah, of course all that money's going to to you know. Come on, man. People people's pockets are getting fat, you know. And that's and that's come on, you know. It's I guess we just gotta sit back, huh? You gotta sit back. So pay your taxes. China to launch relay satellite next year to support moon landing missions. This one comes from spacenews.com by Andrew Jones. China will launch its Kuekiao 2 communications relay satellite in 2024 to support economic robotic landing missions at the lunar south pole and far side of the moon. Wang Qiang of the Lunar Exploration and Space Engineering Center under the China National Space Administration CNSA, told press January 17th that Kuekiao 2 would launch in early 2024 ahead of the Chang'e 6 mission, which is currently scheduled to launch in late 2024 or early 2025. Chinese language science and technology daily reports that Kuekiao 2 will be an upgrade of the first Kekiao satellite launched in 2018 to Earth-Moon Langrange Point to support the 2019 Chang'e-4 Lunar Farside Lander and Rover mission. The first Kekiao satellite is stated to be coming towards the end of its lifetime. Kekiao 2, which means Magpie Bridge 2, and is taken from Chinese mythology will enter a distant retrograde orbit DRO to support Chang'e 6 according to the report rather than the more positionally stable halo orbit around EML2 
at around 65,000 kilometers beyond the moon. Chang'e 6 mission is likely to conduct its landing, sampling, and ascent vehicle liftoff stages of the mission in around 48 hours, likely during an opportune time during Kekiao's 2 orbit. China is understood to have used the service module from its first lunar sample return mission, the 2020 Chang'e 5 mission, to test out DRO during extended mission activities. Chang'e 6 will target a crater inside the massive, ancient South Pole Aitken SPA basin of the far side of the moon. An SPA sample return mission has been noted in the U.S. as high-priority planetary science and one that could provide fresh insight into the early eras of our solar system. Kekiao 2 will act as a communications relay between teams on the ground and lunar far side. A relay is required as that hemisphere of the moon never faces Earth due to tidal locking. The satellite and its 4.2 meter diameter parabolic antenna will also serve the Chang'e 7 and the Chang'e 8 missions to the lunar south pole as part of China's growing lunar ambitions. This will likely require Kekiao 2 to change its orbit. With an inclined, highly elliptical, frozen orbit, the possible choice according to earlier reports. This orbit will allow communication links for over 8 hours of a roughly 12-hour period orbit. Chang'e 7 will launch around 2026 and consist of an orbiter, lander, rover, and mini flying detector to study the lunar topography, material composition, and environment. With the latter spacecraft, to look for the presence of water ice while Chang'e-8's targeted for launch around 2028 will be an in-situ resource utilization and 3D printing technology test mission. The infrastructure launched as part of these missions will serve as a basis to support China's larger International Lunar Research Station ILRS, initiative. Chinese space actors have a number of concepts for supporting the country's lunar exploration activities, including a lunar communications and navigation constellation, along with studies of orbits for optimal coverage. And there it is, spacenews.com by Andrew Jones. China is trying to get to the moon, baby. We haven't been to the moon in how many years? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been, it's, it's been, a, we've been there one one time allegedly and then uh <laughs> no, i do believe we were there i'm not one of those uh, flat earthers but uh man china's trying to get there huh during all this time you know you know everything that's happening in the world everything that's happening internationally n you know n nationally china is putting in that fucking work trying to get to the moon man like before we know it we're gonna be we're gonna be fucking on that space race again. You guys remember that when it was us and, and Russia trying to get to space? It's pretty pretty insane. Keep an eye out. You know they already have they already have missions in the future. You know five ten years from now, I guarantee it. It's it's kind of exciting. I mean, you know, I, I'm all about space. It doesn't matter who gets there first. I, I want to know what's out there. That's that's I think how everybody's mindset should be.
All righty, qualifiers. Thank you so much. Thank you for the listen. Appreciate it, man. I really, uh, every time I'm recording, I think about those, uh, you know, qualifiers, friends, you know, they're dear friends of mine that, uh, that always pushed me to do, you know what I mean? To do the things that I love, you know, and, uh, you know who you are. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. Um, just to keep, uh, qualified news listeners, uh, in the know, just in case you don't know my personal life. So I did finish that marathon that I was talking about you know, uh, finished it under five hours, four hours and like 57 minutes. Uh, I've actually signed up for another marathon. It's going to be the Huntington Beach Marathon, Surf City Marathon, 26.2 miles, and it's going to be February 5th. So I've been training for that for the past months. I'm, I'm planning to do it in under five hours as, as well. Hopefully I can do it in less. I'll definitely keep you guys and gals posted on uh, what's, what's going on, you know. Um, I've been... I've been really like putting in a lot of work with this whole gym and training and just like, it, you know, I, I know what's going on, man. I mean, I have a lot of problems, you know, in my personal life and I, it seems like that's my escape right now and it's helping me a lot. And, uh, and this unqualified news is also my escape and I don't know why the fuck I haven't been doing it, but, uh, again, love you guys and gals, listeners, qualifiers. I really, really appreciate you and uh, peace.